Wait, I have to, so now that we're, we've been recording for this long, I'm going to start talking like we're on pod. Okay. Okay. So here's something I wanted to tell you on pod. So now that I am working again, I am trying to reframe my comedy in like a more professional way. So I can still try to like make people laugh at work, but I can't just be like, pussy, like <laughs> is whatever the fuck. But I share Maureen has jizz. No, it's Maureen and the jizz. It's jizz. We haven't recorded in like a month, and Gina's like, "What podcast is this?" (laughs) Here's the meme that I shared today in my Slack channel that got me three different DMs. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. (laughs) I love that meme. It's a great one. It's the um. Readers, it's the Devil Wars Prada meme with Giselle Bunchen and what's Emily's last name in this Blunt. one? Yeah, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, it's the meme where they're like, are you wearing the, and it's supposed to be the Chanel boots? Yeah, I am. But it's the same sweatpants as yesterday? Yeah, I am. Anyway, that, really that was a really big hit with the moms <laughs> and dads who work remote for my company. <laughs> How many like cap locks, LOL, exclamation points did you get? They're actually a very emoji-based space. So sorry, I'm not in corporate America. Lucky. Dogs can't text. <laughs> I fucking wish. <laughs> and with our new sponsor, Dogs Can Text, you can text your dog. <laughs> sorry, coughing. <laughs> I don't think I've laughed with a friend in 17 years. I also want to say that I love that we're getting stoned on the pod now. I like that at the beginning we were like, no, we won't. And now we're just fully blazing on pod. Georgia finished their hand recount. They're going to be certifying the votes tomorrow. So whatever the fuck Trump. Also, like, (laughs) why are we still talking about this? Because they're psychos and Rudy Giuliani (laughs) is truly a Safety Brothers character. It is incredible to watch real uncut gems of energy rudy giuliani is just like i just i know this is gonna sound crazy but i wish that we could go back to 9 11 and talk about like look at the way that people talked about rudy giuliani <laughs> you, can't you can't ever start no 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 no, no. <laughs> readers let it be known it was not me this episode it was not me I think it's been me for like the last three. Absolutely cannot say. I wish we could go back to nine eleven. I I don't mean to end the bit, but I was watching in one of my many like stoned and learning sessions that I do. <laughs> I was watching me <laughs> doc about like high university. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But basically, like, what the fuck happened to Rudy Giuliani over the past couple of years? And like, he really was America's mayor, quote unquote, and like all that stuff. But prior to that, he was a scumbag, obviously stop and frisk. And then when he was running for president and I can't remember the year it was, but I guess when, when Bush was, was almost on the way out, he, all he did was talk about nine 11 to the point where people were like, Oh, he doesn't even care that nine 11 happened. Like he's using this as his, like, but on the nine 11 may mm-hmm. never forget. And it's like, it's work because people like saw through how creepy and weird he is. And then he just spiraled from that point. Crazy. Cuckoo Lou. I will say though, it is weird that that approach didn't work because like having just driven across the country, there are 9-11 memorials in so many states that you would not expect. 
Yeah. Like, did we say that this is room 47? Because it is. Oh, I think I've heard of that podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bag. It's Maureen and the Jizz in the studio today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I miss you so much. Oh, me too. I missed you too. That didn't sound authentic, but I did miss you. <laughs> Readers, we're sorry that we had to take a break. We just, um, the real truth is I got a job, but the other truth is uh, election, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could, you could not pry me away from CNN for weeks. Mm-hmm. Luckily, now we have a ton of answers and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah there's nothing going on post-election at all. <laughs> there's like, no pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> my girl just josephine ann biden is the president-elect and she is gonna free me of my student debt with a grubhub gift card and i can't wait jesus christ <laughs> dr joe biden is italian don't forget is he he's italian too dr jill oh, she dr jill i thought i thought you said joe biden is italian doctor and she's gonna keep a job while she's working because she doesn't need a man she doesn't need a man she doesn't need the most powerful man in the world either Jersey strong was stronger than the storm. <laughs> All right, should we should we get crack into this app? Let's crack, crack in, but I just app. wanted to say that sometimes we're not stronger than the storm because the storm is our emotions. But yeah. let's start. <laughs> I know that I literally say this at the start of every episode, but this is a really good episode to watch if you want to start watching the show, but you're kind of already on episode 17 of Room 47. Um mm. This is literally a recap of exactly what all of the exposition, all of the important exposition, mm, kind of asterisk, asterisk, asterisk from mm-hmm. the season so far. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I completely zoned out. I just got very high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's crack on. All right, girls. Let's get cracking. Babes, let's get cracking. Have, <laughs> have a real, real Great time. <laughs> okay, let's go. So, as of last week, of course, Sydney's in like FBI custody and everything's fucking crazy. So, she's driving away from the FBI and she's wearing an outfit that has to be what she thinks a lesbian field hockey mom looks like, which feels redundant. But we love a chase scene. And this wig is holy. Oh my God. But we're going we're gonna to come back to it. But should we tease them a little? Yeah, let's tease them the way this wig is teased and just say, this girl is fiscally conservative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, yeah. And then not to, you know, it goes wig, but then it goes tracksuit and it's giving very rich Italian girls in math class. And they always got yelled at because the bra straps were showing and you Mm -hmm. better believe her name was Michelle. Michelle and Danielle. Yeah. Yeah, but like his ass is hanging out. <laughs> That's the patriarchy, baby. That's the patriarchy. Hard at work putting down Michelle and Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sydney comes to the end of the dock, end of the road, literally, and she slowly takes off. I forgot I wrote this. She slowly <laughs> takes off my dead Aunt Tessie's sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and is basically contemplating her life when she literally like drives into the Pacific into the Pacific is that what it is is it the ocean I think it is the ocean because of at the end when she says ocean that's true you're right <laughs> come on Thelma <laughs> come on Louise, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> we are immediately shown Sydney handcuffed to a chair in a conference room 
And then a guard brings her a vanilla milkshake. And it's gorgeous. I, I love vanilla milkshakes, like the classic Jersey diner 3 a.m. moment, even in, even in Philadelphia, even could even be Philadelphia, could even be in Philadelphia. You could get a milkshake, a milkshake and a pork roll, egg and cheese and a hot roll. So oh, God, that sounds like uh, that's porn to me right now. That is quite literally well, porn to me. When we finally reunite, we'll have to, when, and when it's safe to do so, you and I just got to go do a Jersey day and just yeah. everything. So f- f- st- no, we got to stop talking about it because now I want to go to New Jersey and eat pizza. Okay. So, <laughs> so Vaughn and Haladki are trying. No, it's not what you wrote. Well, it's not what you wrote. Vaughn and Haladki are it out over not knowing what the fuck the DSR is doing with Sydney. And Vaughn is trying to like give him this olive branch, but it doesn't really work. Um, and then Weiss mentions to Haladki, oh my God, Gina, just like read the sentences. <laughs> But it does. Weiss, Weiss mentions that Vladki, he has this like horrible reputation literally everywhere, but especially where he eats lunch at the Webster Rotunda, which is surprisingly an important detail. So keep it in your brain. If you can even- keep it in the front of your brain. Also, while we're in the front of your brain, may I talk about my boyfriend Weiss? The we more that him. Weiss is on the show and like the more that I'm like, I don't know, the more that I see him in episodes, I'm just like looking forward to seeing him again. He is my piggy boyfriend and I will follow him to the ends of the earth. I love, love Weiss. Me too. He's so Fred great. Is always really good when he does these things for his best friend because JJ Abrams and him are like childhood best friends. So he just like shows up and does a kick-ass job in like everything his friend asks him to do. It's Wait, is that cool. true? Yeah, they grew up together. Oh my God. All right. Wow, reader, this is another Gina genius moment. I feel like maybe last week I should have made like a sound or something for it. I can't believe that you just know that in your head. Dude, I, you would be amazed what goes on in my head. There's so much stored in there. You know what I mean? It's huge. Yeah. There's like rows of filing cabinets. (laughs) Donna, Donna, where's that repressed memory from 25 years ago? It's just like these really Italian. It's it's my it's basically little versions of my mom at every job she's ever had. Yeah, just going through paperwork looking for stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, if you are listening to this, can you please draw this character for me? (laughs) Please feel inspired by this, please. Wait, what? I I love love this journey. I love this idea too. Wow, I literally can't stop thinking about a hundred mini Sandras in your brain, just just like being like, "What's that weird fun fact about Hitler?" And it's like you go to the Hitler fun facts, and it's huge. It's like the biggest filing cabinet right next to it, a little tiny one called repressed memories. Okay, this is actually a memory of mine, literally. Um, when I started like finally like being like, oh, I want to write movies and TV. I started writing this, <laughs> God. Oh, this lesbian love story based in World War II. <laughs> and my dad, of course, like God rest him, of course, but he was like really trying to like be a good dad at that point. So he knocks on my door and he's like, hey, Gina, I got something for you. And I was like, what? And he goes, you know, this is one of one of my old books. And he <laughs> for your research and he hands me the oldest copy of The Rise and Fall of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and that was my dad's way of a kind, loving gesture. So it's only good to me, <laughs> but it's really weird to like everyone else. <laughs> 
We are cutting this out. This is just for us. All of it. All of it. <laughs> oh my God. We have to do this. It's so warm. Okay. So they, um, all right, let me just back up. Okay. So they, you back it up on to me. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Weiss and, um, uh, wait, no. Okay. No, they talk about the prophecy. I think. Who is? I didn't write it down. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> wait who yeah who is <laughs> and hold on no what yeah weiss yeah weiss weiss yes weiss okay, so vaughn and weiss are talking about the prophecy like if it could be sid is this actually just insane come to find out she's being interrogated by the fbi and it's a tribunal which is something no one has ever said and thought this should be fun she's being <laughs> sometimes i hear myself i'm I'm like it's there's a reason why like your future is behind a computer and not on stage technically we're behind a computer right now if you think about it this is my dream um anyway so yeah excuse me i need to get a tissue because i'm crying again (laughs) well you brought this time yeah I, so, I had them on deck within this fbi bullshit the directive that she's being um held under is basically like <laughs> as simple as like be mean to us and you're going to jail like it's just like so unfair to her fuck the fbi and then what what is she she also says something yeah so as they're interrogating her they're like asking her a bunch of questions and she goes don't you already have a file on me and I feel like that is the early 2000s version of Google me, bitch. Absolutely. Although you shouldn't be able to Google a spy. Well. <laughs> but yes, no, for sure. And then the little files in my head. We got to move on. <laughs> okay. So as Maureen and I mentioned earlier, it's basically like a glorified uh, clip show with some exposition that we didn't actually see yet. So we see Sydney's recruitment journey from college to SE6 through all of the questions that Agent Kendall is asking her, who is the person who's interrogating her. How she got recruited, her training, and how she met Sloan. And he's also trying to figure out like how the fuck she didn't know she was working for the M&E. 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 Remember when you were like in middle school and someone said orgasm instead of organism and it was like, That was always my greatest fear. Also, one time in AP Lit, I read Hyperbole out loud and people didn't let me forget that. No, you didn't. I did. In AP Lit. See, that someone like you gets an AP Lit. I love that. Can't say that sounded horrible. That's not what it was. Okay, so readers, readers, you heard it here first. Gina thinks I'm illiterate. I meant like, how funny is that? That you you're so smart, but you still can't say hyperbole. From it's spelled hyperbole. I'm sorry. Do you think in England they say hyperbole? Like the way that they, they're like uh, aluminium. I would, I need to know. Ollie? I need to what know. Are, we have to record this fucking podcast. How do we find out if they do that? British listeners, let us know. Spell it out. Okay, so let's start again. I can't be so sure. We, see, we 
Yeah, let's we start see? again. Let's okay. start over. So at the beginning, what, welcome to Room 47. <laughs> okay. But so we see Sydney's recruitment journey from college to SC6 through all the questions that Agent Kendall, the interrogator, is asking her, how she got recruited, her training, and how she met Sloan. We also learned that Sydney's super, super smart throughout of this. So Kendall is basically like trying to figure out how the fuck she could be so smart but not realize she was working for the enemy. Yeah, I don't know about that, though. I, I don't I barely know who I'm working for. Like, does anyone really know who they're working for? No. So whatever. Like, judgy McJudgy pants over here. Also, yeah, we should maybe point out now that Kendall, um, since you're going to talk about him a little bit more, Kendall is played by Terry O'Quinn, famous actor in literally everything ever. Yeah, especially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so sidebar. Um, Kendall for me is truly like one of my favorite characters. Like he has this really good arc in terms of his relationship with Sydney, and it's really fascinating by like the end of season three. Cool. So it's pretty. It's but it's it's. I just like it's really cool watching the show backwards in a sense where it's like mm-hmm. um, where the characters leave off and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, Kendall, what a prick. I mean, he's definitely yeah. a prick, but it's like he's definitely a prick. It's wild. Anyway, so. Yeah. Also, wait, I like that as the viewer, we're like really going through all these scenes again that we've already seen. But I I learned what black ops were during this episode. Learn that. I have no idea. I guess like she she literally reads out the definition of it. And I was like, oh, I guess I never really knew what that was and why it was called that. Why don't you explain it? (laughs) (laughs) Batter up. I guess I will. <laughs> I guess I will. Yeah. So she explains it is like the black ops division is like the black operatives division of the CIA, which means that like they black out the budgets and there's no like Senate weigh in. Right. I don't know how our government works. It's basically like I think you said it. It's like you exist, but you don't exist. Yeah. You like you, there's no paper trail of you. Yeah. Which is why, like, it's probably so easy for this terrorist, mass terrorist organization to be set up. Jack and Vaughn meet up, and it's revealed that Sydney's place. Oh my God, Gina just. So Jack and Vaughn meet up, and it's revealed that Sydney's case is classified Omega 17, and so is my vagina. Yeah, if you guys aren't getting enough omega seventeens, I recommend trying our sponsor sponsors Ritual Vitamins. <laughs> RitualVitamins.com backslash room forty seven. Ritual vitamins. Jesus. Anyway, so we learned that Sydney's cover could be blown if they hold her past Tuesday because she has a meeting with Sloan. Also, with what the DSR FBI is holding her for, she could feasibly stay in custody for the rest of her damn life with no charges or trial. So we can assume that this is probably a reference to the Homeland Security Act in 2002 slash the fucking DHS. <sighs> they, we can't escape them. We love America. Slay queen. Give us no freedoms. This was going. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't want you to be mad at me, but I know that in the last episode, I was sort of doing a bit about what the DSR is. And now I actually literally don't remember what they are. The DSR is the Department of Special Research. And okay. I think the sector, it's like the occult and paranormal sector of the FBI. Ooh. I don't know if it's real or not. I did I genuinely don't know. 
but I but the DHS certainly fucking is. So that would be where the guys in the X Files work. I guess so. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> or they work for like the aliens. Like the Ooh. what do you call it? <laughs> Area 51. Mmm, sure. I've heard of that. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely go off Homeland Security Act of 2002. Yes, queen. <laughs> it's like, because that is, there are a lot of incredibly fucked up directives within like the, the laws of the DHS, but I had a hard time researching them for some reason, but maybe next week we'll talk about how Tune in. government is. <laughs> oh, Kendall? That's what people really come to Room 37 for. We, we want the hard hitting commentary. Remember when I had to read the Wikipedia page of the Patriot Act on this podcast? People <laughs> remember. I'll tell you what, that was one of my favorite moments. That was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kendall asked Sydney to describe her role with SD6. And again, he's interrogating her on how she didn't realize it wasn't the CIA, etc. He then drops the Daniel Hecht bomb and she explains what happened to her fiance. And what happened? There's like a fucking flashback to Danny proposing to Sydney and like, do you remember how terrible this guy was? Fucking Dave Matthews singing ass. I'm yeah. so glad that the Shrek man killed him. Yeah, he 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 truly was one of the most boring characters. I'm glad they and killed him. I forget about him all the time. <laughs> truly. <laughs> Even though it's like the central pain to our character basically for half the season. But um Yeah, you're right. <laughs> whatever so again he's still like but you're so smart Sydney like how did you how did you not know blah 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 like he's being really shitty and then she tells the story of how she started her double agent status and never forget when Jack pulls into the uh, parking garage get in Sydney and she goes daddy <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget I love that fucking scene <clears throat> outfit oh my god so bad. Never phone. Never forget how good she looked in those horrible fucking pants. No. Were they like were they like gaucho pants? I don't know if that's the appropriate term, but the ones that like flare out at the bottom? No. And I I wanna say here and now that I don't think that gaucho is a slur, but I might be wrong. <laughs> we're gonna cut it out anyway. <laughs> okay. So back at the CIA. Okay. Vaughn is a realization. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Okay. So back at the CIA, Vaughn has a realization with Weiss regarding where Halaki eats lunch. And Vaughn's, Vaughn's like, oh, holy shit. And he goes, you're not allowed in the rotunda unless you're a ranking SBI officer. So then Vaughn immediately corners Halaki in the bathroom and he's fucking pissed. And of course, Halaki knows exactly what's up, that beaker looking fuck. <laughs> but the best part, is this scene is my favorite segment segment is my favorite segment <laughs> is my favorite segment <laughs> boyfriend of the week ladies i know you know what that sound means it's time for our favorite segment that's right it's boyfriend of the week Oh yeah, boyfriend of the week. Um, I love this scene. I especially love when Vaughn yells into Haladki's eyes. Where is she? It's so uh, 
I love my boyfriend. I love his worry lines. He's so beautiful. He does worry. (sighs) He stays worrying. But like Haladki in that moment, I don't want to glaze over boyfriend of the week because that was a great boyfriend of the week moment because who doesn't want to beat the shit out of Haladki for Sydney? I mean, line up. Line up. But he, yeah, fuck you. He's, he acted like he doesn't know shit and he clearly knows everything. Yeah. And he really wants it to be Sydney in the prophecy. Like it's almost spooky at that point. Yeah. I love, I love that the CIA is so obsessed with this theory. Like, what if that old Italian fuck was right and Sydney is dangerous? Something to consider. (laughs) They're Paxes. Oh my God. I forgot I wrote this. tells Kendall about the alliance and he asks her what SD6 <laughs> stands for and she goes Section de Sperl Maue Section de Sperl Maue Oh Maue examples of these famous terrorist attacks that the alliance have committed and to the quote of none of them were accidents mm-hmm. made to look like accidents. So it's like, it really sets up SD six being extra, extra sinister because like they make it look like it was a freak accident, which just makes it even worse. Like it just, it's just crazy. I did not re- do research into the literal terrorist attacks that they were referencing. i had heard of them before, but I was not trying to have that in my brain this week. <laughs> So I can't imagine why. Can't imagine why. But the red wig comes back. Uh, We do get a flashback to our gorgeous red wig. I love that wig. So she then tells Kendall about Sloan, his relationship to her parents, and how she doesn't really know why Sloan wanted her. He wanted her because she's a hot little slice who looks good in wigs. Relax, Kendall. Right. However, who knows what Sloan? Um, Sydney then has to defend herself and Jack and their loyalties, her honor, her loyalty. It's such a bummer too for her. I feel. Mm-hmm. And she's. I know. She's like it's sad. This part is sad. It's really sad. Like she's begging to be listened to and to go home, which is okay. Me, literally two hours after socializing. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I please. I have to go. I have to go. I don't want to. I love you, but I don't want to be here. <laughs> It's like literally in at the beginning when she's like, what happens if I have to go to the bathroom? That's you too. Yes. All of it. I'm like, where? All the way through. Um, Do you have a charger? (laughs) Weiss are going over the prophecy and Weiss is fucking around with a yo-yo, which I could never figure out. That's my trauma. Yeah. My trauma is that Weiss has a very bad hair flip. Unfortunately, I didn't really notice it until this scene because they don't show him in profile a lot. But when he starts yo-yoing, they do. Oh, I didn't even notice. It's bad. It's not good. He has bad hair. I mean, okay. standing next to Vaughn. Tough comp. I know. Comp. A key detail in the prophecy. <laughs> woman in the drawing love never seen St. Subaccio, which is, um, from what we've gathered, a monastery up in the hills outside of Rome, which I think is Rambaldi's alleged birthplace. So... Vaughn has his realization, then he meets up with Jack. So if the FBI has to take this serial, then they need to, sorry. If the FBI has to take it seriously, then they need to line by line. So basically, gets Sydney to St. Subaccio, and she's proven to be innocent. 
Yeah, I like, I can't remember who says this in this scene, but someone says the FBI is not in the most cooperative mood, which I think is very relatable. (laughs) I love how much the different agencies hate each other, but it's like you've all committed war crimes. Just Mm -hmm. relax. Yeah, I like it too, especially because like, I I like the idea that there's sort of little petty bits of drama keeping the highest powers of our um, country busy. It makes me feel really safe. And good. (laughs) (laughs) On tells me about Halatki's unwillingness to help, to which Jack says, he'll talk to me. Yes, King. I know he looks so good. He's so British in this scene. He's such a good Broadway British. So then Zabral, Kendall, the saga of Laura Bristow and the KGB. And he, he says he says to Sydney that your mother was a traitor, but that doesn't make any sense. She's not a What do you mean she was a traitor? She's not American. So how could she be a traitor yeah. to the U.S. government? I didn't understand that. But basically, like, uh, Kendall is super confused. And he's like, could you elaborate? Which is yeah, like, here's, my, here's my joke that I wrote for you. Sounds like that guy is a little lost. Maybe he should go to the West Wing for his Hawaii Five O medicine. That one didn't work at the very end, but <laughs> those are all things that Terry O'Quinn has been in. Thank you guys. That's been my fifteen. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Um, so then Sydney tells Kendall how Laura died. Laura was driving away from an FBI cone. Cell pro officer, and due to poor road conditions, they crashed and the cars went into the river. Um, Sydney then explains after that, which is very like lots of stuff happening, um, how SD6 functions, the counter missions, how she makes the whole double agent thing work again. Yeah. Clip show, clip show. I like this. I love this like little trip down memory lane just to see all of our girls, wigs, just get to see all of our friends again and to see that scene where. Um, JG's eyes fill with tears and flames while that plant in Germany burns down. Was that Germany? Yeah. Yeah. Baden-Weiler. Yes. Baden-Weiler. So that brings us to my favorite segment, One Line from Alias. And now, One Line from Alias. Okay, so Jack says this to Haladki while he has a literal gun to his head. I have no desire to blow your head off or ruin your paint job, but I will do both unless you tell me where Sydney Bristow is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so a good. Line. He, yeah, and then he spills everything right after that. Yeah. Aladki. Aladki's a little beach. Then Jackson, what, what's the next thing that Jack says? If you report this conversation, you will never wear a hat again. <laughs> Which, <laughs> come on. Okay. Come on. Okay. Come on. Come on. It's so great. Oh, I love it. It's so on the nose sometimes, but it just works. It does. So Sydney implores that Gina, like, what century do you live in? That implores. <laughs> Fuck, you're from New Jersey, you trash bag. <laughs> so yeah, Sydney's like thinking about her friends and you know, she's like, how hot it is. It's hot. Fucking around. <laughs> okay, so Sydney insists that it's hating to lie to her friends and the having insane jet lag and the working for a man she despises that actually makes her job hard. And then there's this missions clip montage and the fucking Smash Mouth song. If everyone remembers, (laughs) 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 
it's so stupid i can't believe they brought it back i can't believe they did they said this song actually again but like why like of all the songs why are you like bring back the smash mouth one i wonder if they were still popular then I could go. I I really like I could go forever. <laughs> it's just sign up for our Patreon. It's just me and Gina doing this math song for six hours. And my my Trelawney impression from last week. <laughs> God. Oh boy. <laughs> so Kendall then asked Sydney about Milo Rambaldi, our favorite guy. And she explains who he is and all the cuckoo people that are after shit. I also totally forgot that he was deemed a heretic and that he got executed in this universe, which is pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> and but also insane that that actually happened to people. Yeah. I like, didn't that happen to like Galileo and like Copernicus and shit? Yes, dude. I, I know I would have been murdered so quick in ye old times and not for being a genius or like anything like that. I would just be not like, for being an AP lit. No. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I had to take a very, very low level math class my senior year because I failed it on a major like test that helps you become a senior. So I, I'm I'm one to talk. Yeah. Joel is then questioning Sydney, do you believe Rambaldi was a prophet? To which she's like, Do you? <laughs> and then being she's being ignored again and so sydney is being escorted out of the building that's all for the day and she's being brought to a van when she's kidnapped by armed men that are of course her boys weiss vaughn and jack ah uh, we get another kind of callback moment of dad <laughs> i'm like you've never oh, come on <laughs> like i love it i love it too because he's never called her honey you you're completely right no. No, it's so weird. I love this show. I love that they are like only able to really emotionally connect in these high stakes situations. And when they're just like literally trying to talk about dinner, they're just like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh. Really interesting. Like adrenaline makes them have a better relationship. It's wild. Um, so the boys explain why they kidnapped Sydney about Mount Subaccio, et cetera. And she's honestly very pissed. Like the way she loves rules is regrettably very Gina. <laughs> before I discovered what socialism was and what communism actually was, <laughs> to be honest. Like, what a fucking boring little patriot. I, so many people in my life love rules. Not me, though. I used to really love rules. Kind of be me? Now I'm like, oh, some rules are good, but some, most rules are bullshit. That's sort of where I'm at. No rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse. That's sort of where I'm at. <laughs> So Sid is kind of doubting herself and that maybe the connection to Rambaldi could actually be a thing, but eventually she gets into the trunk of a car and Vaughn drives off with her. Meanwhile, Haladki is back at the CIA and he's, of course, a fucking punk. Battle <laughs> tales about what went down with Jack. And then he is helping track the cars that they took. Ugh, so annoying. I fucking hate him. He's such a little fuck. I just want to kick him in his face. The only thing that made that redeemable was when Vaughn was like, you think I would just throw anyone in my trunk? Uh, this almost was boyfriend of the week. Also, what was that I sound I just made? 
Oh, no. <laughs> trunk. <laughs> he could throw whatever he um, wants in my trunk. But, no, same. But again, this wig and this look. Yes. Truly incredible choices were made that day. Mm-hmm. So Sydney then drives off and we're back in the beginning car chase of the app. But more importantly, it is time for Omega the Woke. Yeah. <laughs> that one I gotta leave in. That was gorgeous. <laughs> Okay, so let's start about this wig, readers. This is like a kind of like a I think people would describe this as like a loose Karen haircut. Like it's short enough to be a Karen haircut, but it's a little bit too wild. Like it's not tamed enough. So for me, this is sort of the journey I talk. This wig's name is Cheryl Ann. She is fiscally conservative and an emotional manipulator. She loves fun farm decor in her kitchen and hates it when brown people have more power or money than her. She is neither a mother or a caretaker, but has a lot of opinions about how other people care for their kids. She drives a Prius. Yep. In my But not for the earth, just because she likes the way they look. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That wig... It is absolutely Cheryl Ann, but most of all, it is absolutely shocking. <laughs> it does lightly look like the way my hair does sometimes when we roll up to pod recording. <laughs> Just, no, no, readers, it does not. <laughs> Listeners, it does not. Last week, I was like, does Emily have my hair? And this week, I'm like, am I Cheryl Ann? <laughs> <laughs> am I Cheryl Ann? I said in the mirror for the fifth time that day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a Cola Scola character, and I want to watch the rest. <laughs> I wish. I love Cheryl Ann. She sounds like a cunt. Yeah, she's a real cunt. And if I met her in person, I would fucking fight her. That it's just like, especially like the 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 velour sort of mm-hmm. early two thousands Victoria's Secret thing happening. Oh yes, and the fact that her face is so hot, but the wig is so stupid. Mm-hmm. It just it does it for me. This is one of these wigs where I was like, I think we could have gone in a different direction. <laughs> I think we could have made a left when we made a right, if you know what I mean. (laughs) No, it's it's objectively one of the worst wigs that that we've seen. And and I mean absolutely no respect to patron of the saint or patron saint of the pod, Michael Reeds. Bless up to our girl, to our number one girl who deserves way more flowers than she's gotten. But yeah, this wig just wasn't it for me personally, Gideon. And that's just that's just where I am. It's crazy. Yeah. But I respect it. It's a choice that I respect regardless. <laughs> yeah. Go. Like she but, was just like going to drive into the water. They could have put any fucking wig on her. Any wig. Yeah. That's what I mean. It could have been, I don't know, whatever. It's like, it wasn't there we can do about it. That's between so, that wig and God. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. But you're right. So I also though, I just love that Francie and Will are home watching this happen. Like it's fucking OJ. <laughs> It took me so long to figure out that that's what was happening. Like they kept cutting back and forth. And I was like, oh, they're literally watching Sydney getting chased by cops. It's crazy. And she's surrounded by cops. And then after like a lot of tense beats, she makes the decision. She makes the decision to drive her ass into the fucking water, which is wild. And the car is filling up fast. And Sydney sucks in one final breath. Wait, sort of waiting out the scene above her. 
And then when she thinks it's safe enough, she pushes her way out of the car, uses the air from a tire to breathe underwater until the cops leave. She is so cool. I love this show. When I saw her going for the tire, I was like, she's not going to do it. She's not. Is she going to do it? She's going to do it. Is she going to do that? She's going to do it. Crazy. It's crazy. And then eventually, like, when she's safe enough, she calls her dad. Yeah. Jack. This was another, this was runner up for me for one line uh, of the week. Fuck, I still fucked it up. We made all the way to the end of the one line from the week. <laughs> that's the best, that's the best up so far. One line from the week. One line from this week or any week. <laughs> one line from this week. Kill me. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Sydney <laughs> says, this was almost the one line from Alias this week. Sydney says, Dad, I just drove a car into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, on my way, and drives to her. <laughs> Crazy. Dad, I just drove a car into the ocean. <laughs> She's been hiding out at the docks as once she got out of the ocean and she explains how she survived, but how it made her realize something that she knew what Laura would have done in that exact situation. And that it's very likely due to that, that she is alive and that she could actually be the woman in the drawing. And Jack's like face is sort of being like, no, no, no. And she's like, mom's alive. I know it. It's like, whoa, that's it. End of ep. Whoa. <gasps> yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that burp, that burp basically <laughs> sums it up in. for me as well. Holding that in. So much, so much it, movement it, gives me gas. It is a very fast episode. It is a very like, it's like, oh, again, with this kind of thing. But like, I guess Nessus, I don't, I'm very curious why this, why it, the episode was done this way, but who cares? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it is like episode 17. So it might be kind of in the middle-ish of the season. I don't know how many episodes yeah. there are, but no, yeah, it, it yeah. did feel very much just sort of like a recap establishing episode. Not, not a bad thing. Again, Good, good for people who haven't seen the show yet. Do you have any? Um, I don't have any fun facts. I could not find a goddamn thing. That's okay. I feel like we've been recording for so long, so I think in the end I'll be happy we don't have a fun fact. Fantastic. <laughs> well, do you have any recommendos? I do, and I kind of want to look at your face while I do this, which will be hard based on my setup. But this past week, I have watched forty-three hours. Of the UK's Love Island. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's a perfect show. I'm all caught up on all the seasons as well. And so we watched season three in basically like a weekend. And we are obsessed with Amber and Kim and are sad they're no longer together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But that's Mike and I have been calling each other proper geezes for. Bravo. <laughs> He's a proper He's got good chat. Yeah. He's got good chat, you know. I It's the perfect thing for me right now because I can't like absorb comedy. Like I can't I can't watch scripted comedy right now. I don't know why. I'm just like going through that, you know. Do you ever go through that? I yeah. 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. So I'm watching we were watching Love Island because it's just like it's so funny. And I love, I love all of the people who come on the show. I love the way that they are like, for me, you know, I'm ready to settle down. I like, you know, for me, I, I'm looking for someone to spend me life with. So hopefully, you know, someone with brown hair. <laughs> <I'm> like, 
<laughs> hair color. It's always hair color with them. I quite, I quite like when the geezer has like a lot of tattoos, <laughs> like a lot of tattoos, <laughs> a lot of tattoos, not, not too much hair products. <laughs> I just, they're so, and they're, and like the way that the women eventually all become best friends mm-hmm. is, and the way that the women look out for each other, especially in the later seasons is something that's like very cool. Yeah. And there's some, it's just, I haven't even tried to watch the US Love Island because I know I'm going to hate it. No, for me, it's about the fact that they're American British. Like, not, I'm not interested in, in yeah. the U, the US version. Yeah, I, I, I find nothing charming about Americans. I think we are so just trash. Tweaking all the time and we're kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> just garbage. Just, just, that's, that's garbage, mama. That's garbage. <laughs> that's us. Trash. <laughs> it's trash. Are you okay? Sorry, I'm okay. Yeah. Take a breath. Take a breathe. Take a sip. Take a squeeze. I don't know. That's a really good recommendation. Yeah. So I recommend everyone watch the UK version of Love Island, but specifically start with season three so we can talk about it. Mm. What's your, do you, I'm sorry, do you have any recommendations? It's like, what time is it? I pointed to you. I I literally, like, I have been having a hard time watching things that keep my focus, but I do look, I do love the absolute weirdness of the undoing and how it's not a good show but i it is a good show wait what is that it's the nicole kidman vehicle on hbo max and it is really heavy-handed and it's i'm laughing when i shouldn't but i find it very gripping and the way that nicole kidman and this is not an interesting opinion. Everyone has had this opinion. But the way that she acts with her face, yep. the way that she reacts to bad news or shocking news or like um, just any shift in emotion is truly something to behold. <laughs> and especially with that wig. Like, like what's, what's the, f- the Brave, the Disney movie Brave? It's like that hair. I have seen pictures of this online, but I had no idea that it was for this. For some reason, yes. I thought it was like an There's older like- show. No, no, there's like four, four, five episodes, I think now, four or five. Mm. It's like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going to watch. Anyway, it is getting late. Yeah, it's bedtime. Should we wrap up? Should, should we wrap up? Should we, should we do a quick wrap up then? <laughs> You're having a laugh. He's <laughs> cheeky <laughs> in it. Cheeky in it. <laughs> Love British people. Me too. I love British people. Okay, well, anyway, I love you also. Boy, additionally, you. my non-British friend. Okay, we're just talking over each other. Good luck in Russia. Oh yeah, thank you. Good luck in Russia. is not endorsed by J.J. Abrams, the American Broadcasting Company, Walt Disney Company, Amazon, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. Alias and any clips, images, or names are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Room 47 is an Alien Baby production. Where do you think?